Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Did you know that one of crypto's best use cases is also a tax-saving strategy? I'm talking about donating crypto to your favorite charity. The Giving Block makes it easy for the crypto community to support important causes with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and dozens of other cryptos. Choose from over 1,200 vetted nonprofit organizations, donate any amount, and then hold on to your tax receipt. When it's tax time, you could save big. Your donation could offset some or most of what you owe on that huge capital gains line. Make smart money moves while making a difference. To learn more, visit thegivingblock.com NFP. That's thegivingblock.com NFP. And let's show the world that crypto is good. Hey, this is NFP, the non-fungible podcast with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Ryan W., Mike D., co-founders of Block Asset. Welcome to NFP. Glad you could join me today. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Thank you for having us. For sure. Now, you guys are down in Miami, sitting there watching UFC pay-per-view right now. I heard that... uh, Cerrone had to pull out of the fight, which was a little disappointing. He's one of my old favorites back from the time that I was really into UFC. I'd say he's been around. He's a veteran, right? Like, how long has he been in this game now? Yeah, he's he's one of the OGs for sure. Like, he's a, he's what you'd definitely call like a UFC legend. And the fact that he's still going now um, shows how good he actually is to be competing at this level still. And he, he's fought Till as well, hasn't he? Who Has he fought Till? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Till, Darren Till was like another co-founder of Block Asset as well as uh, also Fort Cowboy. I'm pretty sure. Wow, okay. Because I think Cerrone, didn't he start off in like Strike Force? I think it was. Is that accurate? I'm, I'm not too sure. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, since Block Asset, I've been, I knew a lot about the UFC. Sorry, I knew a little bit, but like now more than ever, you know, because we're signing a lot of these fighters and we get to, we have a media team, we get to go and see them train and we get to see the footage. Like now more than ever, I'm 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 a fan like the most yeah. I've ever been. Just because we're kind of in the space and we deal with the fighters, and so like it's um like now it's the most interesting for me. Right on. So it seems to me like the MMA side of uh, Block Asset is growing in terms of who you're seeing on the platform, and that is that a deliberate push to focus on that particular sector? Is because it's so so much growth in that space. I'm guess I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a number of reasons. Um, so Darren Till was a co-founder of ours, uh, and Darren Len sort of opened a few doors, and obviously a lot of those doors are going to be into uh, UFC. So uh, we had Mike Bisping, obviously a UFC legend, who's uh, also a commentator now for the UFC, who's on board now as a partner as well, and he even opened up even more doors for us. So we have those links in the UFC. Um, and as well, the other thing is that UFC fighters are quite easy to work with. It's not like, for example, uh, NFL players where they're earning a lot of money and they're 
a fair bit harder to get to and they're probably a little bit more difficult to get um, things out of them. Whereas UFC fighters, like, they might fight twice a year. They've got a lot of spare time and they're interested in getting involved with us and they don't earn as much money as well. So all these things sort of combine as well as having those links in there to make it a perfect world for us to start with. And we see it as like something to start with and show people this is how it sounds like a case study. We start with those UFC fighters and say, okay, we can go to other athletes and say, this is what we've done with the UFC fighters. Now we can start expanding. So that's sort of the long-term roadmap of what we're doing there as well. Yeah, one thing that strikes me is with the UFC when I was watching it a lot years ago and I was super into it was you did really get to know the fighters more so than you do, say, an NFL player. You know, you would follow these fighters, you'd learn their stories, you know, you maybe would watch, you know, the TV series, The Ultimate Fighter and know their whole background. And it was so exciting when you finally got to see them fighting. You know, I still remember, for example, uh, the uh, Forrest Griffin fight, you know, at the end of a season, and you're just looking forward to this battle, right? You know, and there's something about that that was special, as opposed to say, and I'm not, I love the NFL as well, but you don't get the same personal attachment to the players as you do with the UFC. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think with with like Web3 and like NFTs and, you know, athlete tokens, like you can kind of take that to the next level as well. I think what we're finding is the more and more that we speak to the athletes, the more and more willing that they are to kind of explore and like reconnect to their fan base like a lot closer than what they can currently with like like web two social platforms for example they're a lot more willing to engage um so like with us for example like we can offer like training sessions we can offer like online media um there's 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 a lot that can kind of come with you know the assets that that we provide so you know more and more now the the athletes in particular are are willing to, as I say, connect connect a lot a lot closer to the fans, and that just creates like even more of a strong fan base when people understand and realize and understand the background. Like it creates, you know, a strong fan base who are willing to really back and support you. There's, de- there's definitely a hunger to see more from a different side of these athletes from what you see just from the UFC alone. So we our media team is our media side and media arm of our business is very strong. So uh, we released YouTube series of these athletes. So recently we released a, a YouTube series featuring Hamza Shumayev and Darren Tilk. So they were the Smash Bros, which is our latest NFT collection. We followed them around for, I think, a couple of months. Two of our guys were living with them uh, on a build-up to Hamza's last fight up in Jacksonville. Um, and you can see the comments on there. So it absolutely blew up. So I think the first episode has now got nearly 2 million views on it. So we went from having a channel with pretty much no views to getting that episode went up within a week. It's got nearly 2 million views. Um, we've gone from having pretty much 1,000 subscribers to over 70 in a space of about four or five weeks. So it absolutely blew up. And you can see in the comments there, there's a hunger for really good content of these athletes that they haven't had before that's done to a certain standard uh, that's not been about and that that's just standard content it's not even content that's anything to do with web3 these guys don't even need to know that there's nfts involved in it but the plan is to sort of educate those users about nfts over time and um, you know a lot a lot of these people watching this content that we put out probably aren't going to be interested in buying nfts yet but we know in the future, they probably will. So by the time they're ready, we want to be sort of their trusted yeah. um, NFT sports platform to go to, really. 
Yeah, that's so that that's what we're doing, like some top level brand exposure. Um and like, you know, even like within the series itself, like we we were quite we, we didn't include much of those NFTs or crypto until like episode four, for example. And then we had like um Hamzat and Till who we were, we're like it was off their own back actually. Darren's involved with NFTs. He's obviously he trades them himself because because of block assets. And in the they ended up playing a game of pool for a Muhammad Ali official Muhammad Ali uh, block asset NFT. And they were trading some block tokens as well during the pool game. So like on camera, the the, the viewers of that are, are looking, seeing an app, they're seeing NFTs, they're seeing crypto, and they're seeing their favorite athletes engaging and using it. So like that's kind of what we're setting out to do, almost normalize the use of crypto through the athletes. And then hopefully it'll just trickle down and, and start to educate um, their fan base that like it's not a scam. There is value in the, in the space um, and it's a good place to be because the level of connectivity that you can actually attain from using these assets is a lot more than you know, Web2 style platforms. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, this is built on the Solana blockchain, but then you also have your block token. Can you explain to me the advantage of using the block token over just staying in Seoul? Yeah, so the block token, so the block, so block token allows access, early access to whitelist spots on, on the NFTs, but it's its biggest utility that, that it has is it's going to be the main trading pair against athlete tokens. So if you want to purchase the Hamza token or the Darren Till token, for example, we're, we've signed around 20 um, UFC fighters since January who are all going to be releasing tokens and NFTs. Um, and the block token will be tied to that specific athlete token. So um, there'll be, as I say, an exchange and users will be able to buy and sell um, with block. And then at the same time, there's going to be abilities to list NFTs in block as well. So it's essentially the native currency of the platform where fans can, you know, as I say, trade tokens, trade NFTs, govern specific new um, potential new athlete signings. So we might give five names the community can come and decide which name which athlete they they they, they, want, they want us to sign and we can go out there we can present the data to 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 the athlete and say look you're wanted by our community come and join us and then they know that it's going to be a success joining the platform so as i say there's there's a lot of utility around block now currently but we continue to uh add utilities as the platform grows yeah i think the good the governance has a lot of potential there as well and a lot of projects do have tokens as sort of governance and a lot of users probably know that and don't really care i've been in with tokens before where it's governed i'm like i'm not really bothered about voting on anything on your platform but one thing we can do differently and we are going to do differently is sort of athlete content which we know everyone seems to love in the community and just sports fans in general is that we can make them in a way producers of that content in terms of, okay, what do you want us to film with these athletes? You can vote on certain aspects based on what certain proposals. Um, so that's the, the next step that we think will try and make people a bit more excited about the governance side of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I noticed you have Alex Ovechkin on there. Um, so for my vote, being that I live in Alberta, I'm going to say you should get Connor McDavid on there. Yeah. Are you familiar so, with the name? Yeah, so we have... Um... Our CFO camera is actually from Alberta too. He's from Edmonton. Um, oh, nice! And he was saying he's a big hockey fan. He's, is it the Oilers? The Oilers, yeah, the yes. Oilers, yeah. Yeah. 
and he said, and yeah, he's he, he's mentioned he's mentioned that name before a couple of times. He's the best. Yeah, sorry, Ovechkin, <laughs> but McDavid's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So when you have these, uh, can you talk a little bit about like what is this possibly going to give you access to? You hinted a little bit at it when you talked about. Uh, certain events that you could participate in, but like when you hold these tokens, you what are some things that a, a holder would be able to access possibly? In the a lot of it, again, this is down to the governance as well, is it can be down to the athlete and the fans to decide that. So again, an athlete could ask their fans, what do you want to, I'm going to offer you some stuff which you can pay with the, the tokens. What do you want to see? It could be a sports. So there's UFC on at the moment. UFC fighters, you know, maybe, maybe fight two or three times a year. When they're not fighting, they're going to be watching the UFC. So they may as well be watching it along with their fans. So they can do a watch party, for example. Um, they can give away signed merchandise. They can just do a face-to-face -face, um, chat just like this or have loads of people involved. Training sessions are big ones as well. Training like, sessions, yeah. Like, so like after Hamzat's last fight, he, he was offered like a lot of money to, to for someone to go basically have a round of sparring with him so like but like in the past he's got to like try and fight you got like that 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 fan is going to try and find the link into Hamzat maybe DM him hope he sees it if he doesn't see it the opportunity is gone for both the fan and the athlete whereas now we're kind of with these experience stores that we're presenting we're allowing athletes to be paid during downtimes or when they're not fighting um, and we're allowing fans to engage with them and almost like pricing, pricing like the priceless experiences. Do you know what I mean? Like actually allowing, actually creating a store where all these items and experiences are available for the first time. Yeah. And it's not just the, the experience, experiences either. So if you hold a certain amount of tokens, you're going to get access to sort of a gated uh, community discord. Uh, we're looking into gated subreddits as well gated content and our content is not a big thing of ours so we can do some gated content on there uh, and also we're going to be sort of rewarding loyal fans so there's a thing as a sports fan where people say i knew about this player or this athlete from when they very first started from when they were a teenager i always knew he was going to be big now people can put sort of their money where their mouth is and say and they can show that they've been invested in their token so we can sort of reward those loyal Fans and the athlete can actually know who those fans are exactly just by looking uh, right there on the blockchain. It's, it's easy to see. Uh, so that's one thing long-term we're sort of excited about doing as well. Quick break here for the giving block. In the past year, the number of nonprofits accepting cryptocurrency donations increased tenfold on the giving block. Since 2018, the giving block has been making it easy for nonprofits to modernize their fundraising by accepting crypto donations. Organizations of all sizes can sign up and get started in no time. Nonprofits are saying that crypto is the future of fundraising. Find out why at thegivingblock.com slash NFP. That's thegivingblock.com slash NFP. Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by D. Klein. You can find these at atomiczombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Koi Network and proof of real traffic. 
Check it out at atomiczombies.io. Yeah, there's just a cool like directness to it, right? They're just directly yeah. tapping into that audience yeah, it's, and the it's, audience it's got, is directly connecting with the athlete. Yeah, it's got a lot of potential as well. As we say, it is down to the athlete and the fans. I think the, the athletes as well, once they realize it's sort of a thing where athletes earn some of them earn millions of dollars or pounds per year, whereas the fans are absolutely nowhere near and there's a massive disparity there. This is something where the fans and the athletes can sort of mutually benefit from each other, um, mm -hmm. which is quite exciting about it as well. Because but basically everything's on a, on a bonding curve, um, which means all the liquidity is in there. So the athlete token and the block token are in there. Uh, and when these experiences are redeemed, that has a positive effect on that bonding curve just through the mathematics of it. So the athlete actually takes a cut of all those experience store uh, payments that go through and obviously the fans are then getting something out of it as well so there's sort of that cool thing where both sides are sort of doing well out of it yeah it's it's basically the way the way the bonding care works and the way we've laid out the actual tokenomics of the athlete tokens it's that like when the a percentage of, of the supply is burnt each time an experience is redeemed so let's just say something's a hundred dollars a percentage of that hundred dollars will be burnt quite a high percentage so that means automatically that on the bonding curve, it'll rise in, rise in value. So basically, it this this model rewards engagement. And the more engagement and the more transactions within the platform, the more stake and rewards that the NFT holder will receive. So let's just say you hold a Hamzat NFT. You will the, the stake and rewards will be variable based on how many, how much um engagement is, is kind of passing and how much the boss token is actually being bought or sold because a percentage of each transaction gets um, distributed back towards the nft holders so we're kind of combining the, the two worlds of like athlete tokenization and then the idea of owning you know a limited edition nft and, and attaining value from the token too yeah i mean the, the cool thing about the platform as well that we're building is that even if you have no interest in any of this stuff as a sports fan, it's still going to be a cool place where you can come and get all of your athlete news and socials all in one place. So we're going to have all of their Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, any latest news on these athletes are all going to be there in the athlete's own sort of social page. And there's going to be a whole feed where you can have all your athlete information in one place as well. So it's a nice entry. You don't have to buy tokens. You don't have to buy NFTs. That's fine. You can still come along. Uh, and get all this cool, cool stuff for these athletes as well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about um, when I look on your light paper, it talks about the block token. It talks about block asset NFT games. And we talked a little bit before the show. Uh, can you explain a little bit where you see that going? Yeah. So basically like currently right now, we're, we're, we're working on um, with a partner of ours, uh, uh, basically like a gamified staking platform where holders of specific nfts can level up to attain more rewards and um basically purchase additional certain add-ons for their nft that will kind of allow them to um earn a larger share of staking rewards so it's like a gamified staking solution um that we're looking to roll out relatively soon like the, the plans in place like we've got um you know we're, we're speaking with a strong partner 
um, and, and things are looking good around that. So it's like a basically a gamified staking solution that we are just going to continue to to add specific levels to. Yeah, I think it's like something that will start off quite quite basic, as Ryan says, but the beauty of it is that we can just keep building based off feedback from the community as well. It's something we want to build with. We've got quite a strong community there who are um, quite vocal about where they want the project to go, which is amazing. So we can sort of build that with them, which is uh, exciting. Very interesting. So it's interesting when I look back at when I, I still remember the Michael Bisping Times Square announcement with Block Asset, and that was at the time when NFTs were like killing it. Like the market yeah. was just dominant and everybody was saying the word NFT, right? The NFT got added into the dictionary, you know, and <laughs> it was it was hyped everywhere. And now, of course, we're in a different stage. You know, what do you see in terms of where you are you're kind of a bird's eye view there with your company kind of overseeing what's all happening there you know what's your perception of how the market's changed i mean i think for us like we're really really native towards like solana nfts obviously like like we're so for us like honestly i think i couldn't be more bullish on the space like i feel like okay like the, the price of the assets that the nfts are traded in have took a dip solana when we done the Legends collection was, was at $250. Now it's at, I think it's like 85 right now. I think Eats took a little bit of a tumble since then as well. But um, like, I just feel like more and more now, like there's more and more like normies, so to speak, like coming into the space, understanding the value, being like love being involved in the community. Um, and like, so on our last mint, on our Smash Bros mint, we had debit card ability available. Mm. Um, a platform partner of ours, Crossmint, who build unbelievable tech, and they uh, basically thirty percent of our mint come from debit card users. So that was a potential thirteen hundred new users who potentially had never traded an NFT before. So like all that week, we had our Discord moderators like onboarding people into into Solana, into the ecosystem, and then like on mint day. We just see tweet after tweet and messages within Discord. Like, this is my first NFT. So happy to be involved with this. Like, so, you know, the sports market's a huge market. Um, and as as we kind of bring, as we do more of like that overarching brand awareness um, with, with our media, like, I think we, we're just going to become like a stronger brand. So from our side, an NFT bear market, like I think we've already experienced a couple of short bear markets um, since since our drop in, in November. But like, as I say, like right now, I couldn't be more bullish on the space in general. Especially as our, our target market is sports fans and they shouldn't really care whether there's a bull or bear market or, or even know what that even <laughs> they, means. They like, might it even know matter, what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's the aim anyway. Yeah, I think once that user onboarding is sort of, in place, which it's getting there. There's more and more tools, as we say, Crossmint is awesome. Once all that stuff's in place and it makes it easy, you can come on, you buy an NFT in the space of two or three minutes without having to go create a wallet and do get your seed phrase down. All that stuff is obviously important, but those are the barriers that are in place. There's other barriers as well. So like other sports platforms where fans may have been on before and used a minute NFTs, like Top Shot, similar kind of things. Fans may have gone to there and thought, well, I'm not getting much out of this or this was a waste of money. And that might put them off coming back. 
Um, so that's mm. why we want to be sort of the first platform where these fans come to where it's like, okay, I'm getting something cool out of this. And then they go and tell their friends. Then it has a bit of a snowball effect as well. So that, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think the access to the athletes, the access to, you know, certain privileges, the access to governance, that to me would be the thing that would, if I was, say, a normie, let's say, you know, that would be the thing that would attract me, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no reason that they shouldn't just think of it as sort of uh, a subscription kind of thing. Like, that's what's the difference between it is like, a, in a way, a membership club. Yeah. Like, they, Exactly, and like so, so, like on that level, and like the, the the you know the the normies coming into the space and potentially looking at these things as scams, um, like so on Tuesday, we were filming Michael Venom Page in London, um, the Bellator fighter. He's actually got a title fight next week, I believe, and we had one of our community members go and train with with MVP. So we had two guys actually go and train with him, and then tonight in Phoenix for the UFC, Henry Cejudo is throwing an after party with us and a few community members are actually going to the, the, the after party with Henry. Well, one of our community members went and did some training with Henry and he enjoyed it so much that afterwards he went and got a block asset tattoo on his arm, which is <laughs> wow. mental. <laughs> it was that's great commitment. Wow. Yeah, it is. yeah. It's, it's so cool to see that stuff. Like that's what like, the community side of it is, is awesome. And like, yeah, just the engagement, the opportunities for engagement seem to be so huge because of that direct connection. Yeah. That's yeah, very definitely. cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I kind of asked you before the show, you know, if you had any kind of little bits of alpha you might want to drop here for the listeners. Uh, I'm assuming a number of the people listening are going to be block assets. I think Ryan already, already. already dropped the alpha in terms of sort of the, he did, didn't he? the, the, the gamified <laughs> sort of staking stuff that yeah, we're working maybe, on. Maybe that was the alpha. That's probably the biggest. Uh, in terms of the next <laughs> drop, we could say that we're working with um, a couple of heavy guys. Yeah. I think that's the best way I say just say heavy guys. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, I think, I think kind of for us, like, there's, there's a lot of athletes islands all the time. We're just like, we've got the talent department of three full-time talent agents basically who deal with you know some of the biggest agencies in in sport like we deal with paradigm um paradigm sports who's obviously conor mcgregor's agency israel the science agency and we've got an unbelievable um relationship with the guys there um so like athletes announcements like the community already really know that we sign a lot but like there's you know we are planning to bring some really big names soon um on top of that, we've got, you know, as Mike said, like that the alpha there that was dropped around the gamified staking, like that hasn't really been released yet. Um, and the idea that you can kind of level level things up a lot more, kind of um, interactive, and get, um, you know, as I say, gamified way of earning rewards from from JPEGs, which is which is kind of like a crazy idea, probably twelve months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're we're also looking to work with sort of other um games as well as what was doing our own like this why not work with other games and other sort of metaverse projects long term yeah that's the good thing about us is like projects are happy to work with us because we have ip for athletes which is a desirable thing so yeah we're in quite a, uh, a fortunate position where we can go ahead and work with a lot of other projects which again just gives these nfts more utility yeah so and we've we've hired an unreal engine designer as well um just to kind of kick us off as we're kind of moving into this 
new like gamified metaverse world um like so he's been kind of there's been a few plans and a few concepts that we've been working on in the background as well with him so yeah that, that's definitely more more long term definitely more long term for sure but just you know we're kind of preparing to move into all of these spaces speaking of design you know your main artist for pretty much everything so far has been dozbrach um yeah. is that the plan to stay with that or are you looking at onboarding other artists as part of the platform or what's the story there yeah absolutely abs well like dozbrach's amazing you know he's, he's one of the he's probably the biggest like mma or sports artist in general like you know he's got an unbelievable following a loyal fan base some of his prints are amazing and i was actually a fan of dozbrach before um block acid even come around so it was great to finally work with him and he's he's a cool guy like and some of his work's amazing when you when you sometimes we'd have calls with him before drops and he talks us through traits and the way he thinks and the, you know his creativity is amazing but at the same time you know dodge is, is a busy guy and we've got a lot of athletes so i imagine like further down the line there'll be you know a lot of opportunity to work with you know other artists as well um so yeah, it'll be good to kind of bring some some new styles into play as well. Very interesting, really cool. Well, hey, I know you are busily uh, watching that pay per view pay per view game in the background. <laughs> Any good uh, uh, moments happen there during the interview? Anybody uh, get knocked out while we were chatting? Uh, I'm not been watching. Or submitted. I did. I didn't hear anything. I thought. I don't know. Is Joe Rogan still commentating? I don't even know. I haven't watched lately. He, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Does, okay. Yeah. You know, because if you hear the oh, you know, in the background, <laughs> <you're laughs> <you know. laughs> that's part of what makes it good. He is so it good is, yeah. at that. He is so good. I think yeah. the part that I I enjoy the most with him is just how knowledgeable he is you know he's like oh he's trying to do this and this move and he's going to try to get out of it by doing this and but and if it he doesn't do that cool, then like, he could do moments from a fight that happened like seven years ago like from yeah movie that happened like it's crazy yeah it's it's pretty impressive he's man i tell you he's a smart guy anyway thank you so much for uh spending this time with me and uh yeah lots of exciting stuff happening at block asset good for you guys congratulations thank you cheers Thanks a lot, right on. Okay, well, hey, enjoy the rest of the fights. Have a good night. Thank you, you mate. Take right. care, man. Take care. Awesome. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.